What's going on, everyone? Sid Misri here, Certified Financial Planner. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back with another episode of Ask a Financial Advisor. And here I have a very simple question, but a very powerful and important question that we get asked by clients, by prospects, by friends and family, people who just want to know the answer. And that question is this. How much house can I afford? Very applicable in today's time where housing prices are up, cost to finance housing is up, interest rates are up, and people just want to know. They want to make a proper financial decision. They don't want to buy too much of a home, and they also don't want to buy too little of a home. So how much house can I afford? Let's get into it. Now, before I start, I need to make a very important point. There is a huge difference between being able to make the payment, having money to pay for it, and actually being able to afford something. Those are two completely different things, and it's really important that you understand that. Plenty of us have money in the bank to pay for things. Plenty of us make enough money every month to be able to buy something, to be able to purchase something. But can you actually afford it? And being able to afford something means that you can make those payments, you can buy it, you can pay for it, and not take away from the other things that you're trying to do in life. That includes funding your retirement accounts, funding your investments, having an emergency fund, and having cash and money available to pay for the other things in life. There isn't a point to having the biggest house on the planet if you can't afford to fill it with furniture and things you can't afford to take your family out. So there is a big difference between making the payments and being able to afford something. And I thought that you all should have that understanding before we get into it. And again, this is a big decision. Before you make a decision, do your homework, understand all of the things that go into buying a home, understand your finances on a personal level, and do your homework. Again, that includes, but is absolutely not limited to watching this video or listening to it on podcast form and understanding more about all the things that go into making this decision for yourself. So the first thing I want to talk about is how do we actually buy a home? And there's a couple of different ways. The first is just with cash outright. If you wanted to buy a home for, let's say, half a million dollars and you had half a million dollars sitting in the bank ready to go, you could, in theory, buy that home all in cash and not have to worry about a mortgage or financing any of it. That is not an option for most people. And so for most people, they're going to finance it. They are going to go the route of getting a mortgage getting a lender to provide them the financing to buy the house. And how does a mortgage work? Well, essentially what you do is you put a down payment and then the rest of the cost of the home is then financed by a lender, like a bank. So for example, if you have a half a million dollar home and you put 10% down, that means you put down $50,000 and the remaining $450,000 would be lent to you by the bank and you would have to pay them and that would be your mortgage. And I want you to remember this. It is intuitive, but I want to remind everyone of this. The more money you put down means that you have to finance less, you have to take less of a mortgage, and your payments will be lower. If you put less money down, you have to take out more financing, a higher or larger mortgage, and that means that your monthly payments are going to be higher. So what goes into the mortgage payment itself? There's an acronym that we like to talk about. It's PITI, P-I-T-I. And that gives us what the mortgage payment represents. The first part is the P, the principal. That is the amount that we're financing. In our example, let's say we put down 10% of 500,000. We are now then financing $450,000. 
the principal on that mortgage would be $450,000. The I in pity stands for interest. There is a cost to borrow that money from a lender. That is the interest rate that they're charging you. And that will be tacked on to all of your mortgage payments. Again, your interest is the cost of borrowing. The T in the pity stands for taxes. And that includes property taxes. When you buy a home, you're not just paying for the cost of the home. You also have to pay for property taxes. And those tax payments will cover things like local infrastructure, the school systems. And so living in towns with great school systems with a lot of infrastructure, you're probably going to pay more in property taxes than towns that don't have those things. And the last part of pity is insurance. Now, this can include homeowners insurance, which covers your home and all of the things inside of it. And it may also include your private mortgage insurance. Now, private mortgage insurance comes if you don't put enough money down. Some lenders require 20%, some for some it's 15%. But if you don't put down that 20 or 15%, there's an extra cost that you have to pay that is an added layer of protection for the lender. You're putting less money down, and so they want to see this added layer of protection, and they add that into your mortgage payments. So again, your mortgage payment consists of PITI, P-I-T-I, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. So now that we know how to purchase a home, either in cash or through financing, and we understand what the mortgage payments consist of, the real question that we all want to understand is, how much house can I afford? So there are general rules of thumb, and I'm going to stick with the rules of thumb. But again, your situation is different and your situation requires personalized advice and personalized context. And so I would recommend taking the time to figure it out on a personal level or asking a professional for help. So the rule of thumb is this. Your total payments, your PITI payments, your pity payments should not exceed more than 30 percent of your gross monthly income. What does that mean? If your gross monthly income is $10,000 a month, meaning that you make $120,000 a year, your mortgage payment, including principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, should not exceed $3,000 per month. Now, I understand it may not be feasible to get a mortgage payment that low, but again, this is a rule of thumb, and I want you to think about it that way. To make sure that you are financially stable, you do not want to spend more than 30% on those mortgage payments. So now that we know the rule of thumb, what happens to me if I buy too much of a home? If I buy something that's too expensive and I actually can't afford it? We call that house rich and cash poor. You may have a huge house that you're making the payments on, but you don't have the cash on hand to take care of the other things. You don't have enough of an emergency fund to cover expenses, right? And the larger home that you have, you probably need a larger emergency fund to cover those expenses. You also can't afford to pay for the other things. You'll struggle to pay your bills and to not live paycheck to paycheck. You'll struggle to fund your investments and think about the long term. You'll struggle to just enjoy life. I mean, don't you want to be able to go out and enjoy going out to dinner or entertainment or having people over and entertaining them as well. You can't do that if a majority of your income is going towards the house. And this is where it gets very personal. You have to be honest with yourself. Think about your mortgage payments right now if you own a home. Are you feeling squeezed? Are you feeling tight because of that? Or do you feel comfortable that you can make these payments and still live the life that you want to live? So again, making sure our mortgage payment, our monthly payments, don't exceed 30%, right, as the rule of thumb, helps us manage our costs and expenses, helps us have an emergency fund and money to do other things. Buying too much of a home puts us in a box and doesn't allow us 
to do the things that we want to do. And a quick point here, this is an environment where we have a lot of real estate professionals trying to get you into a home. They're only going to make money if you buy the home, if you use their mortgage products, whatever it may be. They have a vested interest in getting you into that home. You should only be making this decision when you're ready to make that decision, when you've done the homework, you figured out what the expenses are, you've totaled it all together, and you feel comfortable being able to make those payments and being able to actually afford that and do the other things in life. Take the time to do it right. Take the time to make a decision based on what you want to do and not based on anybody else. So again, before you buy a home, understand what goes into those payments, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, and make sure it's not exceeding 30% of your income. And make sure you understand that adding too much debt boxes you in and doesn't allow you to do the other things in life that you may be enjoying and you may want to do. It takes away your options. And at the end of the day, we want to live comfortably, but we also want to have options. So make sure you do your homework. Make sure you take your time to understand your finances and what you can actually afford versus what you can actually pay for, right? Those are two different things. And it's important that we understand that. And again, I'm going to say it one more time. Don't be afraid to ask for help. This is important. This is too important to not fully understand and not be fully comfortable with the decision that you're making. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Ask a Financial Advisor. I hope it was educational. I hope it added some value. Stay tuned because I have a lot more content coming soon. Thank you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Content in this material is for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual.